Hello and welcome again to another edition of Atheist News Network. I believe we are up to number 27, which just boggles my mind that we've been around this long. 27 Atheist News Networks. I can't believe we have not been murdered by a rabid uh, right-wing conservative birther Obama hater. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure as our reputation grows that, uh, that we will find such rabid people after us. I'm looking forward to the day of actually getting shot and going down for a cause, much like Martin Luther King. I'm actually looking forward to the day of you getting shot as well, so that's one thing we have in common. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that you won't jump in front of the bullet to save me. No. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'll raise a glass to your fallen, uh, fallen body, corpse, whatever well, it is. Speaking of glasses raised, we have actually had our first beers purchased for us. This is amazing. Actually, you know, we had mentioned that, that no one had purchased any beers for us. Um, when that was recorded, it was true. But <laughs> unbeknownst <laughs> to you guys, we recorded four of those episodes. God, it was yes. painful. We recorded four of those Seventh-day Adventist episodes. Of course, you can hear. It's like this patchwork quilt, right, where I've taken yep. one from one episode, another from another one. Man, that was a bear to edit. Anyway, between the time that we recorded it and the time we published it, we actually had a beer bought before it even went out. That was from yeah. Tyler, right? Yeah, Tyler bought us a beer before we even tossed that out. So whatever we stated in that, uh, in that podcast was just completely false. Uh, that's true, because by the time we published it, Tyler had already bought us a beer. Unbelievable. Thank you, Tyler. You are my you know hero. What? Tyler, just because of you, I actually went out this uh, this weekend and I purchased me a Modelo Especial, and I am going to crack it on the show and uh, enjoy it while we talk about this new Atheist News Network. Now, we had actually two other people buy us beers out of sheer pity, I think. I, I think that's that's what it is. This is pity, and I would like to point out that Christ started gathering his disciples due to pity, and these are our disciples. We have Nicholas, Paul, and Tyler, who have all bought us a beer, and I am inclined to believe that they are our new disciples. That they're our first apostles of irreligiosity. Exactly. So uh, you two, or excuse me, you three, need to quit your jobs. You need to come join us here in Salt Lake as we go out preaching the word of atheism to all the Mormons in this region. Yes, quit your jobs, give all of your property and belongings to us, and become fishers of men. I, I really like this idea. So we will be looking forward to when, instead of just posting for a beer, you post us your entire life savings. Yeah, um, we've pretty much worked our um, Thai children refugees to death. Uh, <laughs> well, that's very true. And in fact, uh, most of you out there don't realize that Charlie and I are just the faces of irreligiosity. We actually went to Martha Stewart's sweatshops and we stole about 46 of her children. Now, we've got them working in Charlie's basement, but the problem is, is sometimes you have to set a precedent by beating those children. Yeah, well, we had to beat them because uh, we got a three-star review, remember, because it said our humor was too juvenile. And these children are all between the ages of six and eight. So uh, as an example, we just beat six of them, and unfortunately, two of them died. Yes, yes. So I would like to point out, anybody out there who's going to put another review on iTunes, just think what you're doing. Think Whenever of the children. Down think of the children. Review, we will beat six children. <laughs> For God's <laughs> sakes, think of the children. 
<laughs> think of how we will need to replace them with actual apostles and then have to beat them too. So anyway, give all your belongings to us and then uh, come in and live in my basement for a while. All right. So the article we actually want to concentrate on this week uh, is just one. This is a, a little unusual for Atheist News Network. However, the scope of this article is just so mind-bogglingly beautiful that we just can't pass it up. And what it states, the, the title of it, is Catholic Church Issues Prayer for Faithful to Say Before Sex. This is um, stunning. <laughs> it's like they want to get in there and suck out any sort of pleasure whatsoever. That's actually their stated goal, right? They said it's aimed at, quote, purifying their intentions so that the act is not about selfishness or hedonism. I got news for you, Catholic Church. Sex is about pleasure. Yes, completely about pleasure. I mean, yes, yeah, some couples, they go after the baby effect, but the man's really just in there for pleasure. Let's just not beat around the bush. The man just likes it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes sex. Well, it depends on the woman. My brother married a woman who uh, would only give him sex once every two months, and she was a virgin when they got married. I would only give your brother sex once a year, so... Well, that's that's very true. Uh, when she got pregnant, he didn't break her hymen, so that, that's oh, not God. saying much. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this prayer, right? There's a book called Prayer Book for Spouses, just in case... Uh, the whole idea of prayer, to me, is a little ridiculous anyway, because God's supposed to be all-knowing, right? Yeah. So why would a prayer affect what God does either way? Um, doesn't he already know what you want? Yeah, it's always been a little bit strange because you're sitting here just kind of reiterating. And I recall as a child, it was uh, uh, I was raised to believe that prayer was mostly about thanking God and then just kind of mentioning to him what you want. So it's it's at least right. the way I was growing up, it was to thank him. But you're right, it's it's absolutely asinine. And whether or not you're thanking him, you are already showing gratitude by going, oh, thank God, as you're walking around getting whatever you want. So what the hell is prayer good for? This isn't even thanking. This is, um, let's see, um, place within us love that truly gives, tenderness that truly unites, self-offering that tells the truth and does not deceive. What the hell does that mean? Forgiveness that truly receives, loving physical union that welcomes. I mean, can you imagine you're sitting there? Uh, getting all hot and bothered and, and ready to go, and you sit down and pray about tenderness that truly unites. I, I don't know anything that would make me go more flaccid. It adds, open our hearts to you and to each other and to the goodness of your will. Cover our poverty in the richness of your mercy and forgiveness. Why the hell is he talking about money during sex? Is, <laughs> is this guy paying for a hooker? I mean, is, is this the word you say is you're paying for a hooker? That's what the hooker is saying. <laughs> Clothe us in true dignity and take to yourself our shared aspirations for your glory forever and ever. you imagine God sitting up there going, God, now they're praying to me before every time they fuck? Come on! So this... Um, <laughs> Even even this reverend that they say is like, well, you know, I suppose it's a bit idealistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, well, his next sentence is, but it is recognizing that God is at the heart of the marriage. Well, we're not talking marriage here, folks. We're talking about banging. I mean, sex. yeah, sex. Put her head down in the pillow and go to town. That's what we're talking about here. And you want to say a prayer before doing that? 
Oh, God. I can't think of anything that would kill the mood faster. If the Catholics had their way, there would be a nun in every bedroom, and any minute you, you feel any sort of pleasure whatsoever, you get smacked in the head with a ruler. Yeah. I can see that happening quite a bit, actually, and uh, I'm sure I would be one that would get smacked in the head because sometimes it's just fun to make comments that make the woman go, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that happening, Leighton. Well, thanks, thanks. I'm glad that uh, you understand my bedroom motif. Now, look, uh, we here at Irreligiosophy have um, come up with some alternative prayers that I think uh, are slightly more useful Yes, yes, and more truthful concerning the circumstances by which these prayers would be being said. So we have actually separated into a man prayer and a woman prayer. All right, here's the man prayer. Uh, I would ask that all of our listeners bow your heads. Absolutely. O Lord, harden my one-eyed serpent as thou didst for Moses in Pharaoh's court. And if thou canst or won'st, do not let the well of Viagra runneth dry. Be merciful, O Lord. And let the foreplay be as brief as the actual intercourse. Gird my loins, Father, and guide my crotch cobra to the correct orifice. Jesus, bless my seed that it avoids her egg like you avoid providing proof of your existence. Father, better yet, open her heart to anal, that I may not be compelled to break it thy sixth commandment, and aborteth the fruit of the, my loins to avoid eighteen years of garnished wages. And Jesus... If thou art merciful, provideth her with an orgasm too, so that I may go to sleep immediately after and not be pestered all night long. Amen. That was beautiful. <laughs> Certainly brought a tear to my eye. Absolutely. <laughs> and now the woman prayer. Father, or mother, or whoever may be up there, smiteth me with a headache, because I know from past experience smiting him will do no good that I may avoid his clumsy attempts at foreplay and returneth to my devices. Jesus, let my batteries always be charged, and my double-A supply not runneth out. Let not the cap, O Lord, become trapped in my vagina, thereby forcing me to pay a doctor to retrieve it. Lord, let me not confuse my vibrator with my taser as I did last week. But Jesus, in case my partner is persistent in continuing his advances, let my taser be charged as well. Amen. Amen. <laughs> no, i got to ask one thing. I mean... Uh, uh, you just kind of sprung this uh, on me just before the podcast, and I got to ask: You're a doctor. Have you ever pulled the cap off of a vibrator out of a woman? I have pulled more things out of more orifices than I care to remember. And yes, <laughs> one of them was a vibrator cap. Uh, let's see. There was also a uh, roll-on deodorant uh, that uh, was attempted to remove, but um, that didn't come out. That, every time you grabbed it with a ring forceps, it'd suck back in. <laughs> send him to the emergency room there's also uh i read a in my forensic pathology rotation fourth through medical school i read about uh a concrete enema there are these uh two guys who are getting it on together and um one of them came up with this great idea that you know concrete as it hardens is an exothermic reaction so it provides warmth right yeah so uh he put him upside down and and put a bunch of concrete into his rectum and, uh, you know, felt great while uh, it was hardening. But apparently after that, they couldn't get it back out. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so they had, to, they had to go to the emergency room and uh, get that taken out. In the article, there was a picture of the actual um, 
concrete that was removed. <laughs> did, did it actually form the intestine from the Yeah, inside? it looked exactly like his uh, descending colon and, and oh, good uh, God. sigmoid colon. What, what is wrong with people out there? I'm all for experimenting sexually, but... There is a point. I will not pour concrete in my ass. That is just not something I would ever even consider. That's just a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the face of it, it's just a bad that, – that will not work out well. There are other ways to get warmth inside yeah. you. One of, the, one of the best stories was that you know, I was telling that deodorant story to uh, my wife's family and <laughs> – Oh, shit. A Mormon family, and you're telling this story to them? <laughs> you were just looking to dig at them, weren't you? Oh, the guy, you know, came in complaining of diarrhea, and uh, it was like 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Well, I asked him how long the diarrhea had been going on, and he said, I'm not going to lie, it's uh, uh, it started um, ever since, you know, the, there's a deodorant can in my rectum. And so, <laughs> no story. He didn't even bother with a story about slipping and falling. Um, so, you know, we get the x-ray. You can see the little deodorant can in there. And we tried to pull it out, couldn't get it out, and sent him to the emergency room. And so I finished telling this story. And uh, my wife's sister says, well, that's a very interesting story. But um, why did he swallow the deodorant can in the first place? <laughs> Only from your wife's family would you get a comment like that. Uh, her, her husband just sort of said, um, uh, I'll explain it to you when we get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. I think well, we should um, end on that note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably winds it up for us. <laughs> so please follow through with what irreligiosophy has put forward and pray before you uh, engage in intercourse. Absolutely, and uh, we'll see you this Friday. Bye.